Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Jessie Too. And I'm Helen Stanbeck. And you're listening to Asian Bitches Down Under. Another week, uh, Mother's Day was on Sunday, which uh, is a topic we're going to talk about the, today in this pod episode uh, and the reasons why we're so anti-Mother's Day, haha. Ha. Uh, Helen, what's, what's, um, what's been happening with you this past week besides Mother's Day on Sunday? Yeah, of course. Hi everyone. Um, my week has been okay. Um, nothing has changed much. <laughs> I was doing social isolation. Um, I know that there has been some restrictions uh, lifted in some states of of Australia, um, but my family had pretty much stayed put and maintained the isolation protocol. Uh, still doing the online shopping, not really going anywhere. Where, what are you blocks. buying online? Just groceries. Oh, right. Just okay. usual groceries, you know, so, and Kmart. <laughs> so you haven't actually yeah. ventured out into a physical supermarket for... Weeks, is that what you're not saying? Not for the past two weeks, I think. Wow. Yeah, oh, okay. Not That's for not the past bad. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, and also um, the kids in New South Wales will be going back to school one day a week. Yeah. This week, from okay. this week. Yeah. So my kids are going back tomorrow. Mm. I kind of have a mixed feeling about it. I mean, I'm still concerned about the COVID-19, you know, despite that we're doing pretty much better than all other countries. Yeah, yeah. But I've kind of settled and got used to the homeschooling. Right, right. You yeah, know, the you kids had a are routine becoming going on. Like for I'm fortunate. I, I yeah, they have a routine. I'm yeah. very fortunate that they become a bit more autonomous about their yeah. schoolwork. Yeah. And <laughs> of course there are still occasional tantrums and sibling arguments. But um so far nothing's too difficult to manage. Yeah. So um, I, I, yeah. you sent me some pictures of some books that you bought as well online oh yeah yeah that arrived last week oh yeah that's one of my highlights as well um i show you the uh the convenience store woman yeah both of us have read the convenience store woman How, it's did so you like funny it? yeah i like it it's very very quirky yeah it's but i can also um pick up it's a very japanese style of writing that they 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 like to write something that perhaps in the japanese society they think it's absolutely abnormal but you will once it's out on literature it's uh it becomes very popular but still like there's the mentality of the whole society about a certain topic from the book they will still not change yeah you know yeah so i read that book within two days because it's you know it's very kind of like a short story i yeah i read it in one beach sitting yeah yeah you told me what do you think of it it was very pleasant uh-huh. Yeah. I I thought the um the setting, the context is all very relevant, I think. It's something to brought up in our current society, especially in Asian, you know, social circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really it's basically a, a a novel written about a a woman who works in a convenience store and she doesn't really have any ambitions beyond that. And 
like there's not really she's pretty a plot, much but it yeah it's she's pretty much it's like a part of her already so, yeah um she described it that the sound of the convenience stores is in her cell and she's actually she feel she feels like that she's living for the sake of existing with the convenience store yeah yeah it's very like existential cross capitalist survey kind of literary survey it's her her way of surveying what's happening to a lot of people i think in sort of the craze of modern day japan yeah. But it's written very easily, like like a, a te- no, I wouldn't say a ten year old would read it, but like the the language is very simple, which I really appreciated. I think, yeah, yeah the language was simple and it intertwined with the you know the normal frameworks or ticking the box um, issues that she or most Asian women that have faced through, you know, yeah, uh, for example, that people asking her, you know, why have you worked in such you know, low-paying job for so long, and why haven't you found someone? Why haven't you settled for someone? <laughs> yeah, and, why and haven't I think you she's like thirty. Kids? She's in her thirties in this novel. Is that right? Yeah, and she's been working like that's her only job yeah. for her whole entire life since that she finished high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found that book really, really comforting because obviously the character I didn't really personally see myself in because I'm the opposite of her in terms of just ambition. Like that's kind of the only thing I have, like it's a deep mm-hmm. driving force that I have that I always want to go somewhere else, you know, in with my life, do something else. And here was this woman who was perfectly content with what she was doing in her own life. And, and yeah, like, I guess just talking about it with you made me realize that, <sighs> There is always going to be judgment placed on women, you know, yeah. regardless of what we decide to do with our lives. And I really like the parts in the book where she's in a, like, a, a she's at some sort of barbecue and a lot of women are sort of, like, nudging each other and saying, oh, what's wrong with her? Because she's, like, in her 30s and she doesn't have a partner and she doesn't have children. So that's yeah. always suspicious. It's it's a bit fucked up, I think, when people study. <laughs> a I don't know, because I... I think because I, I've become in, you know, I'm not that concerned of what other people think anymore, but I still think, but I think my opinion is that, gosh, just mind your own business, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it seems, it seems quite normal in Asian society. To judge you know, others, you, you mean? Um, no, to, I wouldn't use the word judge, but question a particular right, person if you right. haven't been ticked the box. Well, in my opinion, Hell, um, yeah. when you question someone, you're judging them. That's my mm, opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think okay. ju- I think questioning mm. is a very subtle way of casting judgment on someone without supposedly seeming to cast judgment. Okay, because the yeah. the very the very existence of that question, the fact that you put that question out means that you're saying that means implicitly that you're saying something is wrong with you or something is not right with you or mm-hmm. something is abnormal or there's an, an anomaly with your situation and I want to know why. You why? Know? Yeah. yeah. You're not fitting into all of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we'll be talking about <laughs> it during this podcast about I love this, Mother's yeah. Day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no. I have been, this past week has been nice. I've seen a few friends as the restrictions have kind of eased. I mean, the, we still can't mm-hmm. see a whole group of people, 
but um, I've seen individual friends, which has been really nice. And I've also taken my bike around for a cycle, which has been lovely. Yeah, so I've Mm -hmm. been cycling around the inner west, um, and that's just always such pure corporeal freedom, I feel, when I'm on my bike. Um, Yeah. It's been really nice, yeah. But other than that, just working... um, Working on my next novel and watching a couple of films, um, which has been really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in regards to today's topic, um, the sort of anti anti Mother's Day sentiments we have. Why? Uh, let's let's let me start by asking you, Helen, why you want to talk about this subject. Okay, um. I, I wrote uh, like a Chinese version of um, opinion editorial about the anger on International Women's Day and Mother's Day. This is a while ago, probably earlier this year. Mm. And I, I wrote that piece. It's not a very long piece, but I wrote that piece of um, within like a couple of weeks because I, I thought about something and I come back and write it. Um, so I, I've got the the writing in front of me, which I'll have to translate it into English. Um, Can you summarize what a, you... Yeah, 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 I'll summarize it. So I was just saying that, you know, I've given up on celebrating Mother's Day, you know, as a mother myself, and also our moms are still alive. Um, I just And we're very fortunate a, about that, by the yes, way. Yes, of course. Yeah, and I just have a certain resentment towards Mother's Day. There's a couple of reasons. One is that um, it's becoming over-commercialized. So, you know, usually just uh, around mid-April, just probably post-Easter time, that you have uh, the stores will commence with all the pink... Flowers? Yeah, pink and pesto. I call it pink and pesto marketing strategies. Uh You know, they're just urgently forcing the customers to purchase the gift for the mother yeah. or the wife. And, and you know, it has to be floral because all women yeah. love floral. Fu- it's usually, shit. and also the, the content as well, it's usually like um, perfumes, designer yeah. bags, shoes, clothing yes. accessories. Yes, you know, uh, I always else? see... Jewelries. I, yeah, I always see Charlize Theron's face around this time of the year when she's promoting <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. What is it? That J'adore, um, J'adore uh, perfume uh, with that yeah. golden facade. Yeah. It's always yeah, there. So. Anyway, go on. So like it's like no there's there's no one gift item that you can escape the stereotype of the pink marketing Mom. sales. Yep. Yeah. 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 And anyway, um it just come it just came to me, you know, I had a sudden realization that I didn't really want to celebrate Mother's Day anymore. But it's really not my choice because people around me will want to choose to, I I don't I wanna like um kind of uh reiterate that, you know, I'm not I respect the people who are parents, you know, and I also I'm not trying to bash the fact that they are people generally love being parents and they want to celebrate day as well. But um, this is just you know probably a different type of voice um, that we, or at least I want to experience. You know, um, I just feel that it's only the particular day that the society follows the standards of making perfect for the mother. Mm. You know. And it's just, uh, I had a, I can't avoid like a wave of sadness that, gosh, it's only one day a year. Yeah. You know, the mothers can be treated as the queens. 
and the rest of the year, like 364 days. We're totally most mothers, out. Yeah, most mothers become like the Cinderella with our godmother. Yeah, invisible. So it's... It's kind of like the meaning of the Mother's Day being kind of masked by capitalism and yeah. also social media. Yeah. Honestly, I see like a flood, a fucking flood of photos on social media, like before 12 o'clock on Mother's Day. Like I try, I don't log into social media anymore on, on that day. So you have, you have friends that uh, sharing pictures of breakfast in bed. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, How wonderful their, their husbands and children are. Yeah, and their husbands probably, I I, I uh, put it in the bracket, reluctantly <laughs> booked a $90 plus high tea. <laughs> you know, because it's Mother's Day, so it's essential to hike up the price yeah, to show how much exactly. you love and value the mother in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And Can um, I just say, yes. um, I hate being on Instagram. I feel like I am now because as an author, I'm kind of compelled to, mm. but I hate... I, I hate the whole facade and the performance of being online. Um, mm. And I remember thinking on Saturday and Sunday, I didn't check Facebook. I mean, sorry, I didn't check Instagram either. Um, I'm not actually very active on it. But I remember thinking, should I post something? And then uh, because my our mum, like for those who don't know, my um, Helen and I, our mother is like, she's like, the, she's like Grace Kelly. She's ridiculously good looking. It's not funny. And even yeah. now she's 64 and like when I walk on the street with my mother, people turn heads to look at her. Like she's just beyond beauty. It's just shocking. Her, her beauty still continues to shock me. Anyway, and so like it would be so easy for me to post a picture of me and my mom to get likes. And I have to say like even when I get one heart um, notification on Instagram, like – Mm-hmm. That is a subtle. That is a very small feeling of validation that I do get. Um, but like, even like a couple of days ago, I baked c- cinnamon scrolls, and I was like, "Oh, these are so beautiful! I should post them on Instagram because I knew, like, I I was guaranteed to um, claim a swarm, yeah. a swath of uh, love hearts." But I was yeah. like, "That's so lazy! Like, I don't need that. I just I can't be bothered to reach out for that kind of." that sort of iteration of a low-hanging fruit. And so I was yeah. very, um, even though I don't have many followers on Instagram at all, I was very conscious of like, ah, uh, not of deciding not to post any pictures of me and mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. Yeah. So my, my, my writing goes on um, reflecting back on how Mother's Day when we were younger, yeah. that we would take some money out of our like, piggy banks to the local dollar shop you know to buy some useless home decorative gifts yeah we that did or at least i sweet. did oh, okay anyway and then we'll get up early on mother's day you know do the usual breakfast for mom and after the breakfast mom will open the gifts i, I remember very clearly she will force a smile <laughs> on her face <laughs> you know and photos taken oh yeah everyone's all so happy funny. yeah <laughs> And not the even and smile. Yeah, not even at you know, not even when we reached like twelve p.m. Not even like midday. Mm. You know, like feels we feel like we feel like we've completed our tasks. You know the yeah the standard Mother's Day celebration. That's disgusting. And the day yeah, and the day That's will continue gross. with. I remember like Dad would go back in front of the TV watching TV, <laughs> and then Mum goes to the laundry doing the washing and calling out to us to to finish the homework. Oh my goodness! And you know, within three hours, 
life was yeah, used. I, I feel like, yeah, our mother returns to the Cinderella without oh, a godmother. That's really yeah. sad. That's really... F- and... Oh, yeah. That's so sad. I feel bad now. I, I literally don't remember any Mother's Day growing up as a kid. Seriously. I, uh, I think... Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't remember, remember that much, but that's that's something that I do you remember. Do. I always yeah. feel like, um, mum is happy in the morning for a couple of hours. Yeah. But then I can kind of sense her resentment. Yeah. Like when everything returns to yeah. like normal, which yeah. is not really normal, you know. Yeah. Of yeah. course, uh, of course. Oh fuck. Yeah. I love that. And then I, um. I continue to uh, describe that there was a story that my friend told me, who is a sing- who, who is a single woman. Mm. She told me that uh, a couple of years ago on Mother's Day, she went to a ramen shop uh, to have lunch. And then she said that the table behind her, or next to her anyway, um, obviously is a young family going out to cel- celebrate Mother's Day. Mm. And so without, like, I guess it's an easier way for the the dads that they don't need to cook you know so um the young child was constantly calling mommy 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 Mm. you know the whole time during lunch and her observation was that the father slash husband was just sitting there swiping his phone you know and muttering words and just telling the kids to be quiet and then finally the mom had enough and she shouted you know i told you you should ask for your dad anything today didn't i you know i i don't Stop calling me mum today. You know, I just don't. I don't just don't want to be a mum today. <laughs> wow. You know? okay. And I kind of can imagine, you know, the scene. You know, probably the child would would not understand because he or she was still very young. Yeah. But you know, what's with the husband and the father? Like, I'm assuming he might be thinking that, oh, I'm already doing you a favor, taking you out for lunch, so you don't have to cook. Mm. And I guess you still have to look after the kid yourself. You know, it's like a tokenism, you know. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. you a favour because it's Mother's Day today. And, like, you know? who even made that law? Who, Sorry? Who, who made that decision? Yeah, I know. You know, for one day it's to, very, yeah. like, sort of make Give a big deal out break. of And, yeah, like you said, it's very performative and I hate anything yeah. that's performance-based on something that... I don't know, it just, I mean, first of all, it, it excludes a lot of people because a lot of people don't have mothers and that's really sad. That's right, yeah. Um, I'm really aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I guess just specifically addressing your, what you had said about the commercialization of Mother's Day, I hate any kind of open, openly... Um, open market that kind of um or like day that's that celebrates a cohort in society that's predicated on um gender you know Mm, like like yeah the the idea of like pink and uh floral images like that as as if you know all mothers like i remember still getting catalogs when i was living at home around this time of year and everything would be doused in pink, like the catalogs. Uh, not only that, remember, there will be home appliances. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fuck. Like I mean, so many messages are implicit in, yeah, in yeah. those kind of Yuck. in those kind of advertisements. And then Father's Day, you know, like machine tools, tools 
Yeah, yeah. minor ten bunnings go apeshit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And like the color blue, and then fucking mm-hmm. a, uh, sports people biographies. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! If I was a dude and a father, that is the last thing I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. Christ! Sorry, that's just mm-hmm. it's so so freaking narrow. It's so narrow the way the society segregates society has, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend told me that this is one of the reasons that she feared of getting married and have kids. Did she have children? No, no, okay. she's too single. Anyway, um, she said that most men, she feel that most men hasn't progressed, you know, hasn't, and perhaps that taken for granted or, or believe that it's okay for them to be re- regressive. You know, mm. once they get married, they don't have to do anything. Mm. You know, and... And on the other hand, that uh, if they completed, you know, such a small, minuscule house chores or even just taking their wife out for a day for lunch and they wanted to take all the credits and announce it to the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a kind of like a very frightful insight for her. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So... For myself, you know, I, I just wish that on Mother's Day that like a couple of years ago, started from a couple of years ago, that no one calls me mum and I just want to have that day all by myself or with my friends, without kids, you know, mm. it has to be like a childless day. Yeah. And I, the last few days, the last few years, I've been like going out with friends on that day and I'm, I'm fortunate enough, some of my friends have, you know, agreed with my kind of ideas Yeah. and also, you know, um, we would go to climbing and I just don't have to spend a day as a mother that day yeah. because it's, you know, I just wish that I, I don't really need to be treated just for one day. You know, I, I'd rather you, I'd rather my family, like my husband and my kids to unburden some of my loads as a mother, you know, like breakfast shouldn't be just one day a year for fuck's sake. Yeah. Which you it know, isn't it should by the be... way, like your kids are good yeah. with that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely, you know, appreciate of whatever they do. You know, it should be like I'm speaking on the on, in the terms of you know in the general terms for all the mothers. You know, breakfast should be like on weekly base, even if it's not on daily basis. You know, and perhaps you know uh, the kids can just do the things without me reminding them. Communicate to me, eat well and sleep well. You know, that's probably what the mothers really want. So the, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have two things to say to everything you've just said in the last couple of minutes. I've, I've thought, first of all, that it's really interesting that on the day in which you are being celebrated for for the thing that gives you eligibility, eligibility to be called a mother, mm-hmm. that, that you're eligible to be uh, celebrated on that day, you don't actually, you want to um, forego that role on that day, mm-hmm. that's really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, in itself, um, that you don't want to be, that you want to be relinquished of that role on the on the day that you are actually supposed to be being celebrated for that role, you know, I find that mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, and the second thing um, is that I think I would, I think I don't want to diss the idea of celebration. Like I think celebration mm-hmm. and any excuse to come together as a family is a beautiful thing. Yeah, or like with with a bunch of people is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but I just think what we're saying maybe is that it shouldn't be as tokenistic and um and specifically um 
sort of designated to one day in the whole year. Yeah, it mm. feels like it's it's yeah. the way that when, you know, International Women's Day or International Day of yep. the Child, or, you know, all those days, they yeah, it's the same kind of frustration I feel towards that. Mm. Because it's, it's almost like, I mean, they don't have an International Day for men or like... Oh, I think they know, do. Oh, it's they in do? November. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, yeah, it just any kind of special recognition necessarily means that this this cohort of people you're celebrating are the minority or like there's something yeah. different about them that we should, you know, like market sort of put weight behind to, to um, broadcast their efforts. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. It just feels really, yeah. Performative and fake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I said, I, I feel a bit like fake. I don't know if that's the correct yeah. word to use. Yeah. So I, I mean, I still order flowers, you know, some gifts to, our mother, our Mother's Day. And, you know, I, I still enjoy attending family lunch. And yeah, um, I don't know, perhaps that, you know, my expectation on Mother's Day might change when I'm 60 or 70 years yeah. old. You know, you never know. Yeah. But I, my purpose of writing that piece was just that um, uh, don't just focus on one day and spoil the mothers without the end, you know. And because you're, you're having such a grateful day, on that Sunday and then you know the next day you like you return to the usual daily chaos yeah and you still see the continue to see the discrimination on women or mothers in society you know and you have I have to say there's also other stuff going on that's just not it's just very unjust yeah yeah no I get you totally this week uh on the 12th of May, I believe, on the Tuesday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Uh, it was International Midwife... Uh, sorry, International Nurses Day. Nurse Day, yeah. And mm-hmm. I cannot believe that in Australia, 96% of nurses are women. That just Ugh. is so astonishing to me, right? And I spoke to a couple of nurses and uh, the um, couple of heads of corporations representing nurses and un- nurse unions. And I had, like, I spoke to them for a, a couple of... Yeah, all up a couple of hours. And then afterwards mm-hmm. I went down to make lunch. And then I kind of just like started, I didn't sob like the way I like often just kind of lose it. But I did kind of get teary um, because it was like a sudden rush of realization when I when it sunk into me after speaking to all of them were women um, that they on they believed, like they were telling me about how hard it was. And they these women have been, in nursing for like decades you know mm-hmm. a lot of their lives and the women I spoke to were around the average age of women who are nurses in Australia and the average age is I think 45 to 50 okay. and they were just telling me about how the chronic sort of undervaluing of their job and how they believed that it was because fundamentally nursing is still seen as a women's uh, job Mm-hmm. And that um, women are better suited to jobs where um, we're caring and compassionate, and um, mm-hmm. it just it just, just deeply upset me because it's just yeah. it it upset me because this is a very female problem, like the uh, over oh, the under very overall, like very it's overall. just the fact, yeah, mm. um, it's. It it hurts me because mm-hmm. it's women who are experiencing 
these sorts of under recognition and being taken for granted, you know, and mothers, I think perhaps also to a large extent um, feel this because being a mother is not paid. It's not a paid job and being Mm -hmm. a nurse is paid, but they're paid really poorly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and they're treated like they they don't they haven't been treated well enough. Yeah, I think. and not one only of the, with society and with the patients, you know, yeah, just the overall exactly. environment. And one of the um, nurses also told me that she thinks that um, uh, that a lot of people like take nurses for granted because nurses are the ones who are more present um during okay. the day mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to doctors and so what yeah. she said one of them said to me that what ha- what would happen she saw a trend is that a lot of patients while they're in hospital would approach nurses with their uh with their problems and they mm-hmm. would sort of like be re- reluctant to speak out to the doctors about what they're feeling because they feel like oh doctors I don't want to like burden them with my problem but oh Oh, nurses like i can tell them how i feel because because like they she also said because she feels like nurses are better equipped to understand and use the language of like everyday people Mm. whereas doctors who are usually men come in and out and like use really long words and you know they they harbor sort of this aura or status of like Mm. the person is actually going to fix your problem and it made me think like there was this I don't know who said this, but I think it was Lionel Shriver who said in one of her books that inevitably the child uh, will always love the parent who they see less of because of that reason. Like they see less of them and so they value the parent who, Mm -hmm. you know. And that is Mm -hmm. like seriously true. Like I grew up thinking, like I grew up always, I wouldn't say I loved dad more because I never saw dad, but like I definitely thought dad was the cooler one because mum was always around. Yeah, that's one thing that I'll be talking about in, the, in our next section about the regretting of motherhood. Yeah, that, that plays a, a large part when you're comparing, let's say, just the usual heterosexual couple of mother and father that because, uh, you know, the mum is usually the one that holds the principle uh, I don't know about our listeners' family, but what I've been observing is that a lot of families, the mother is usually the one who holds the principle of discipline and, you know, and the caring, the actual mainstream parenting, the feeding, the chauffeuring and mm. all the checking up and everything, whereas the dad will probably be the fun one, you know, mm. <laughs> just comparing going to shopping center with your mom or going to yeah, shopping center with exactly. your dad, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a privilege in itself that a lot of fathers don't understand, right? That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So should we get on so, to discuss our uh, <laughs> next topic? So uh, like, um, I want to ask you why you decided mm-hmm. to become a mother. Oh, Okay. Um, I don't have this on my notes, but I remember we talked about this uh, a while ago, didn't we? I think I explicitly yeah. tried to get it out of you, yeah. 
Yeah. I, because I'm interested in that question. I think it's okay. a fundamental question that a lot of people are not confronted with. Like, yeah, or haven't really thought about it. Yeah, people just like yeah. fall into parenthood. Yeah. Okay. So um, for our listeners, I got married quite young uh, compared to a lot of my friends. Um, I got married even before I finished university. And I had the first child, what well, we had our first child when I was like 24. Oh my yeah, God. When, when I was 24, yeah. It's actually the same age when our mom had me anyway. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a year after I got married, okay? It's a planned pregnancy. It's definitely a planned pregnancy. A lot of people that thought that is unplanned. That's why I got married and all that shit, mm. yeah. Mm. No, I'm a very... Uh, I don't know. Am, am I a very planned person? I guess I am. But anyway, um, the first one is really on the, our first child is pretty much on instinct. Honestly, like I didn't really thought much of it. I just thought that like, okay, um, this is what people probably what people do. Um, uh, my husband Sean, that he always he he loves kids. Okay, like. I don't know if it's just something that he says or is it the truth. <laughs> uh, he loves kids, but I think um, he, it's not, the parenthood isn't what we really anticipated. Um, the reason that I want to talk about this, uh, the regretting of motherhood as well, because I think it reflects on a lot of mothers, you know, and also perhaps fathers as well. Um, I wanted to have kids, like when you asked me that question a couple of months ago, a very long time ago, like I, I think back, you know, having the two kids and especially the second one, like almost eight years afterward. And I reflect on the actual, I asked myself as well, you know, and the the answer that I can give you is probably I want to have a, I, I want my child or my, I want my children to have a different childhood than me. Mm. Like I, uh, not the same one as I had, mm. you know, I, I just, I'm not saying that I would become a better parents, you know, compared to my own parents, but I want to have, um, see the extension of myself going through the life experience that's different to myself, mm. you know, perhaps the different opportunities, um, and also different set of mentalities of parenting. You know, which is very different to our other sister, isn't it? Because why do you think when you, you ask had, her, why do you think you had mm-hmm. that urge to try and change um, your history? I suppose through by making another human. I don't know. I just saw that it's. I don't know how to answer that question honestly. Yeah, I why don't you really know how to answer about, that question? Yeah. Um, I think it's just um. For one, like I said, you know, when I heard the first child, it's just the instinct and also the social circles, you know, people assume, people think that there's a, there's a ticking box thing that you have, uh, get married, you got married and my husband wasn't, you know, he wasn't the person or he wasn't uh, some man that he dislikes kids, Mm. you know, so he's okay having kids and coming from the big you know, he came from a big family as well, four siblings, that he feels like, yeah, having another person in our family, not having another child in our family, which is what almost, most of the men thinks that isn't going to change much of our life. Yeah, bullshit. Mm. Um, 
I think that's one of the thing. And I don't know. I just want to have like I want to experience having kids as well. But I also God, like I'm very. Look, like, but childbirth is so painful. Oh, I don't think childbirth and parenting. If you want to compare the two, I think childbirth is. Um, slightly easier. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I know. I know some people's gonna object me, but um, been a mother for almost fifteen years. But I think you know, having childbirth and go also the recovery period for yeah. like a couple of months afterwards and things like that yeah. is nothing compared to breastfeeding. Nothing compared to you know the everyday grind. <laughs> yeah, the everyday grind. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So, which is, I don't know. I still, I'm still, you know, looking for the answer for, as in why I have kids. But one of the reason is probably I want, like, I want to have kids and I want to experience myself as a parent and having kids, um, giving them the different opportunities and a different set of parenting styles that my parents did with us. Because you weren't happy yeah. with the way. I wouldn't say I wouldn't have. I wasn't happy, but I think there was <laughs> areas for improvement. Right, right. Yeah, well, I feel I like every I... single human being on the face of the planet shares that sentiment. And mm. so it's so interesting to hear you say all those things because I am now thirty-two and I am still waiting to feel those things. Like I've, I, I think mm -hmm. my feelings about motherhood literally fluctuate every single month. Like, I think from the time mm -hmm. I was 24 to how old I am now, I have, like, changed my mind about whether or not to become a mother. And um, But I still haven't felt that urge that people tell women, you know, mm -hmm. that one day you will wake up and you will feel this urge. And I don't dismiss that because... I don't dismiss that as a casual remark because a lot of the things that people... I don't know. I just feel like I want to be able to take that that forecasting mm -hmm. placed on to me quite seriously. But um, it hasn't reached me yet. I think I am just not interested in all those things that you were interested in trying to discover in wanting mm -hmm. to become a mother. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so much more interested in other things. There are so many other questions that I'm interested to answer and do in my life that um, sort of wanting to create another life has for me not been a priority, at least not mm -hmm. a top priority. And like, I don't know, I feel like I've, I have friends who are in their late thirties and a lot of them, and then now friends who are into their forties now who, who tell me, Oh, you're still young, like 32. I wasn't ready for a child, but then they're like, Oh, when I reached 38, I suddenly really wanted a child. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of a bit frightened by that perspective by by that forecasting placed upon me you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and i guess i have thought like i don't know it I, I i definitely if i mean i don't think anyone wakes up and thinks that and actively chooses to be a single mother so i think that there, even though i know there's nothing wrong with being a single mother if i had a choice i would rather have I would rather have a partner to share the load with me if I mm -hmm. ever raise a child. Um, yeah. But, like, even when I think, oh, if I, if I don't have a partner who wants to raise a child with me, would I be okay with being a single mother? 
mm-hmm. at the moment, like, and for a long time, I haven't been interested in pursuing that uh, gender, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my question here for you is that the friends that who uh, mentioned that, oh, because you're still young, do they have kids now? Yeah, they do. Or are they trying? Okay. They do. But also, like, that's that's their, like, I don't feel young. I don't feel young at all. Mm-hmm. I feel very old, actually. Like, I I feel, I feel feel like I've felt old since I was 18. Like, I've consistently, mm-hmm. year after year, felt old and older and older. And, you know, other people from different times in their lives inflict their um, opinions on me um, because, you know, they're, on, mm-hmm. they're at a different stage in their lives. But um, I feel like the I've, – I've had so many conversations with – a gazillion different people about this because it's such a fascinating topic, like why people have kids. And I remember mm-hmm. one, 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 one of my friends said that the most interesting reason that he has latched onto is one of his, I think grandmothers had told him that she wasn't particularly interested in having babies, but then she did end up having babies. And she said that mm-hmm. what she found the unexpected joy of having a family is the extension of your mm-hmm. sort of community. So okay, she found yeah. that her son and her son's wife and then the wife's family, like they, she, she had an opportunity to get to know people in a really close capacity um, yep. that people who she probably would not have been exposed to on a deep level had she not had children, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that was quite a beautiful reason, but like mm-hmm. I, for, I, I, I kind of, interpreted that for my own life and I think for me because I'm such a sort of naturally extrovert person if I want to engage with someone on a deep level I just go out and do it I don't need those kind of state connections so that sort of state legislated Mm -hmm. officiated role of like daughter-in-law or sister-in-law in in order to build a a very close relationship with someone yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just go ahead and do it because I'm just that for me comes very naturally um yeah but yeah, um, so but, yeah, I, but, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's this. I really like those people who have come out to sort of express regret over becoming mothers because I think that's super brave. Because like mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna be judged so harshly. Like you know, to say oh I kind of regret being a mother is like so evil. You know, mm. like oh my god, how dare you? You're supposed to want to become a mother. And um, yeah. when I was 16 years old, I read Lionel Shriver's um, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which I actually picked up oh, in the school library yeah. yep. because uh-huh. um, our brother's name is Kevin. And then so I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is such an interesting title. But little Oops. did I know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Such a fucking heavy book to read when you're 16. But uh-huh. that really altered me in in unforeseeable ways. I think it really, as a lot of things do when you're, you know, when you're a teenager, you whatever you're exposed to kind of without your knowledge it imprints into you in a very like cellular level and like Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that novel like since I was 16 and like the novel is basically uh a epistolary novel where a woman uh talks about writes letters to her I believe he's dead yeah dead husband who um, was killed by their son. So it's kind of loosely based on the Columbine um, shooters, Dylan Klebold, mm-hmm. and uh, she. So the, the son ends, ends up killing people, 
um, at his school and also comes home and kills his her husband. Um, so the 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 dad and then also the oh, sister. Oh, the Columbine I one. The no, 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 I'm talking about shooter? we need to kill about. Well, I'm talking oh, about okay. just the book. Oh, so yeah. that, okay. Anyway, uh, the 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 novel was adapted to a, into a film with Tilda Swinton film, a few yep. years ago, which was amazing. I think no, I I'm not sure whether the film was amazing. I I, I have to see it again. But Tilda Swinton is an amazing actress. But um, I really, really appreciated Lionel Striver writing that book because she said in a very like visceral image in the novel, she talks about how the moment that her son came out of her vagina after mm-hmm. the birth, she didn't want to hold him. Like she was like repulsed by him mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I don't want to be a mother. It's like, and, and I just, it's like at 16, that really hits you hard because I've only ever thought that, like I've you only have ever been maternal... told. I've only ever been told. Like the world tells mothers that, and also fathers that, the moment you hold your baby in your hand is the most remarkable, like extraordinary moment in your life. And then mm-hmm. here was a writer who said, "No, it's not." And that felt to me so. I felt like a weight lifted off my shoulder because I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I don't have to feel that way if I ever become a mother." Mm-hmm. You know Definitely. that there are other iterations of being. God. Yeah. So the re the, the the couple of articles that I looked up um in this co- topic um the regretting of motherhood. Um like I want to um say that it's probably not going to come out well if uh, if my children listen to this when they're older and things like that. <laughs> well, say anyway, it, say it. No. Um I, I did mention it. I think my son had loosely like her, I've mentioned, you know, make this kind of comment before that. Um, I told my husband once that, oh, if we had dogs before, like before we had kids, I'll probably choose not to have kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As in having dogs are a lot more easier, mm. you know. And, I mean, there's still worries and, you know, you have to take care of them and things like that. But it, it, it just can't, you can't compare the motherhood of a human child to having like um a pet you know for me as a dog it's a lot more easier it's probably like after having dogs i thought that oh my god having dogs is so easy you should it should it's not that hard but um i think that if i if i had a choice before that i had dogs before that i made the decision of having a human child i'll probably would hesitate to have kids yeah yeah I mean, one of the reasons that you would decide to have a child with someone is probably you, you feel like you're very reliable. The person that you're with is reliable, yeah. you know, and he or she, he can make a good father or she can make a good mother. That's why you decide on that. Yeah. But um, on the topic that we're talking, going to, you know, discuss the regretting of motherhood, you know, some people that do regret having kids, you know, it's just um, not because... Like they don't regret the existence of their um their child, but they regret the motherhood. You know, because You mean like they regret the the way in which the role has altered their life? Not the actual yeah, existence I think of the human. That's one yeah. of the things, yeah. So um the two main uh articles I've looked up, one is from McLe- McLean's. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a Canadian website yeah. and the other one's from The Guardian. Um, both of the writings um, are, are 
they have a great examples. You know, they interview a lot of mothers, um, asking they, um, why that you regretted uh, of motherhood, and most of them have said that. You know, the um, I'm just gonna quote um, a German writer, Sarah Fisher. Um, she said that the reality of motherhood is in continuous is boredom, weight gain, saggy breasts, depression, the end of romance, lack of sleep, dumbing down, career turned down, loss of sex drive, poverty, exhaustion, and lack of fulfillment. And there's actually a study that did by uh, Israeli sociologists, uh, yeah, uh, what's the name, Donna Donas. Yeah, so the, she published a book in 2015. It's called Regretting Motherhood, mm. a study. So basically she interviewed 23 Israeli women um, from the age of 26 to 75, uh, 73, sorry. And the woman actually expressed that they feel that the regret has been called as like selfish or unnatural mm. and being they've been labeled as bad mothers. Yeah. You know, because they um exemplify the whinging culture. But however that they also feel uh trapped and suffocated, um, that the mothers feel that the um what's a the uh metaphorical umbilical cord bounding them to their children were fact wrapped around their neck you know God, so, that's fucking graphic um i guess for i'm not quite sure with israel's you know perhaps the family environment it's a, a lot more conservative compared to a lot of western cultures that they had the pressure to have children you know even the study the sociologist that she said that we should make it easier for mothers to be mothers and also rethink about the policies and also, also the social framework about reproduction. Mm. But it's not that easy, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel like apart from, the label mm. of bad mothers is basically any woman who actually doesn't put her children first. You know? Like, it's oh. so easy to be called a bad mother. Yeah. It's so easy to fuck up as a mother. Like the yeah. moment you decide to put your own needs before your child, you are a bad mm-hmm. mother. Whereas and you I don't think, see dads being yeah, oh, absolutely, that. exactly. Men are not held to that. Fathers are not held to that same account. Um, and I think when you talked about the women being trapped, I think that is mm. why I have never seriously considered pursuing parenthood very, very um, with much excitement. Is because I value my freedom above Mm -hmm. everything else to a like extraordinarily ludicrous degree like i i think it's and maybe that's because um i've always felt trapped in like when we were growing up like you know we've said on this podcast before like my Mm part my um curfew up until the age of 22 23 was 6 p.m like Mm -hmm. i I didn't have my own life until i was 23 24 like i couldn't go out in the evening past 6 p.m until Mm -hmm. i was a fucking 23 year old like that's fucked you know like Mm -hmm. i and like all my 20s I felt like I was still a kid because I had never been trusted to go out into the world and do my own thing and so that freedom like that freedom means a lot to me and I think a lot of Mm -hmm. like a lot of my white friends don't understand that because you know they they were able to have a quote unquote normal teenage adolescent 
you know um mm-hmm. and i never yeah. had that and so like for me the idea of like at least now putting someone else's needs and wants before my own mm-hmm. i just don't want that I, I have to keep my own freedom kind of to myself at this stage in my life yeah yeah i agree with that in in saying that freedom when you become a mother that um women are being judged a lot more harsher once you have kids it's like you should put your kids first and um we have like all this work work family balance bullshit it's it never it's never gonna work when you have when you're a mother um like when i was when i had my first child and i returned to uh workforce when he was about 11 months old i even like our mom had like subtle judgment saying that oh do you have to return to work that early mm. you know even our mom's like asking me that question and if i've been if our team's been given an assignment of traveling like overseas like all the people would start saying that oh would tell me that oh you have a young kid is it okay for you for for you to travel away for two weeks you know it's like i have to make the decision or otherwise people will judge me yeah but <laughs> but after all i still took the the traveling opportunity i, I went for you know I, I traveled like i think uh there was a couple of uh work trips that was that was overseas so i had the privilege of my husband looking after and also our mom looked after my son but even at workplace it wasn't that friendly you know when you have a child perhaps that young they would still like hesitate to give you the opportunity mm. to extend your yeah. i don't know the career or just the project certain things like that yeah yeah because they assume that the moment you have a child your priorities are now with that child yeah it's well, a lot of thinking... assumptions being placed upon you yeah that's right i mean you don't have the same assumption for a dad gosh it's like if it's if you're a dad of a young child or a toddler like you can still go you know because yeah. everyone's gonna assume that you have a wife or of the course. mother's gonna take care of it yeah that really that always really upsets me when i hear statistics about how uh the the way in which um the average income of a father skyrockets the moment he becomes a father and the average mm-hmm. income of a yeah. woman the the um plumpered yeah, yeah they would um, just go down comes down yeah. when she becomes a that's so that is so upsetting i don't know yeah. i can't find another word for it it's really deeply mm. upsetting yeah and apart from you know the uh what we just mentioned um, I think the overall society and also the expanding of internet, um, what I think that the commodified, is it called commodification? I think it's Com- called commodification of motherhood. Oh, it's, yeah, it's becoming like near absurd ends, you know. For example, we're talking about what I mean is that like the celebrities and tabloids are like they're filled with maternity maniac yeah you know, totally have, jessica alba looking at you. you yeah you have all the uh female celebrities uh having a narrative of like a perfect family totally and, totally uh you know i'm baking this for my kids you know oh, God, like it, yeah. it's a patrol of a perfect mom yeah and then if you're not doing this you know it's like oh you're not 
you question yourself as a mother. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. I just almost like the same way that I have never ever envis- envisaged myself walking down the aisle in a white gown like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with being a mother. Like I've never envis- envisaged myself being a mother, and like my imagination just does not extend to that. And I wonder oh, why that is. Fine. I think for me, it just means, it just for me, um, because I've read so, I've read so deeply into mm-hmm. what can happen for a woman and what often happens yep. for a woman in history yeah. when she becomes a mother. Mm-hmm. I, I, that really scares me and it petrifies me. And, and because of that fear, I'm reluctant to go into a place where I'm imagining myself as a mother. But I mean, mm-hmm. if I just force myself, because we're having this conversation right now, it, it is kind of like, wild to think I, I i do i do wonder right now like what kind of parent i would be i i guess it would not be so different to the way i am an aunt right now mm-hmm. to you know my nieces and nephews like yeah. i'd <laughs> i'd get no, sick i of think it really would be quickly. really different <laughs> no it would be really different yeah maybe yeah it's just yeah i i hope yeah i would hope that i think the only reason I would want to be a parent is actually um it, it might it would actually be a selfish reason like it would be for me to extend myself as a human and okay. the, the the sort of element I would love to be able to extend in myself is patience like I'm a very impatient person and I think maybe mm-hmm. being a parent might might smooth or soften that part of me Ooh, I don't know <laughs> don't don't test yourself of course not. no I'm just I'm just like Speaking theoretically here, uh-huh. like obvious, uh, hypothetically, obviously, yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, like I, I remember a few years ago thinking there was this one moment when, do you remember Tristan? Yeah. Yes. I um, when I was dating Tristan, I remember thinking, um, that I was really ready to settle down and uh-huh. have babies because I was, I think <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was twenty eight, and I was really much, I had, I had entered into that relationship after a really bad experience with another person and I was like I think I was so ready to participate in that in that world because I was feeling like I knew the loneliness of not being part of that world and Mm -hmm. I decided that even though deep down I didn't really want to be a parent I thought that it would be a very expedient way to feel like I had any kind of weight or authority okay. in the world, uh-huh. you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, you have this little person you can manipulate. Around. Oh my god! And yeah, I, I don't know if I <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the time when I was like, oh, I'd love to have a little girl. I only want a girl. I only want a girl. Like literally a yeah. few years, I was like, I uh-huh. only want a girl because I was yeah. so upset with the way I was brought up as a as as a daughter that I was like it was very violent the way I was brought up as a daughter not like mm-hmm. physically violent but very emotionally violent uh-huh. and I yeah. did not want another woman to go th- through that and I was very much like that's I don't exactly want a girl the yeah to, exactly to, like, what change how I feel. things yeah I yeah. really want uh-huh. yeah <laughs> which is so yeah I think oh, that's God. a lot of some some of my friends who uh wish they have daughters or have daughters yeah that's i don't know why it's so funny i think it's very common for for us as a woman okay that we want to have daughters because that 
we want to, like I said before, that is one of the reasons. Yeah, to change things. I don't want, like, I want to have a person, like, an extension of myself, but have a different, like I said, you know, have a different type of experiences or parenting, you know, compared to how I grew up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have that urge anymore. Mm. Oh, you never know. (laughs) Anyway, so get back to what we were talking about, you know, the... Uh, com- I can't even pronounce the word commodification of commodification, uh, motherhood. Yeah, commodification yeah. of the motherhood. There's also the um, proliferation of mummy blogs, and also I didn't even know this term. The introduction of the term sanction sancti mummies or sanction mummies. Yeah, so apparently that you know uh, with the social platform and also all, all types of blogs that you have mums used to be a, a a character in our society that's probably just very usual everyday mundane you know yeah nothing interesting now you put it out into public people will talk about how you should be a mum it's like you're being scrutinized, scrutinized yeah, my, totally. no from how you whether or not you choose to breastfeed, formula feed, or well, like what kind of kids. um what kind of cot you buy, right? What kind of cot? What kind of yeah. cream? Yeah. Uh, do you use a sling or do you hold your baby? Uh-huh. You know, do you make their many... own food or do you use? Yeah, pack? I know. Oh yeah. my god, fuck! That's like, so annoying. Like if you annoying. buy canned, bought goods, baby food, you're like lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so totally. everything's been judged. Um, so I think uh for my own experience uh when I had my first child um I don't know if I told you about this um I signed up to a website uh it's a Taiwanese based website called Baby Home which initially it was only a forum okay for parents mostly mums of course uh to discuss seek advice and experience sharing about preparation of birth motherhood you know anything you can think of uh, you know maybe education discipline and things like that and then within the months, you know, uh, when I first signed up, it was still a very small group. Mm. Within months, um, it expanded into like a commercial ground of people selling secondhand items mm. or sharing discounts of like a mother-child products. Yeah. And then it also became like a battleground of questioning each other of how dare you send your kids to private slash, you know, yeah, public, public school. school. Mm. Yeah. So in my opinion, it was... It's very silly arguments what they're talking about, but it expanded my horizon of how one's parents' value would be extremely different to myself. You know, I mean, it's it was a good place to uh, make some of the friends, yeah. but it also kind of opened my eyes to certain things that um, some parents, you know, mostly mums, of course, that can be really disagreeable like yeah. it just can't like in their mind it's just like you cannot feed your kids you know canned food you know or you have to cook yourself yeah well it's like it's almost like the role uh, yeah i've just realized this it kind of the role being a parent really puts you in a place of authority and suddenly yeah. you are mm-hmm. the soul kind of like king of a a very sturdy opinion that you hold like anti-vaccination people you know like uh that's a massive massive kind of um contentious issue you know and 
and the people behind that are very very vocal and then you know what like um organic versus non-organic people or mm. like or sugar or not or, sugar yeah yeah i feel like the the place around parenthood is really where people feel like they can be an asshole right? <laughs> yeah that's Essentially, true definitely yeah. you yeah. have the right to say something because because suddenly you are in care of a, another human being and that makes you mm-hmm. god basically yeah i don't want that power yeah. it's such a lazy power like i can go out and get someone to fuck me and then like nine months later if i'm if if you know if my body if fallen is for nat- i guess yeah. no you know it does its natural process um mm-hmm. i'll come out with something between my legs and then, like, what? Suddenly, I'm this very powerful person with a lot of authority. Like, no, I'm exactly the same person. You know yeah. what gives me the right to think that just because I am in charge of a blob of flesh that I can push my agenda onto other people? Like, that's so mm-hmm. arrogant. Like, yeah. and like, I have a lot of people who don't have who don't have children, and often when we talk about the f- anything when it comes to the discussion of parents or parenthood or anything a- around that, mm-hmm. they would always preface by saying, I'm not a parent, but... And then I would always say to them, like, cut them off immediately and say, who cares? Like, just because you're, not, you're a not a parent doesn't mean you- it invalidates you to make an opinion about something about parenthood, you know? Like, mm. I know more... Like, I know, I know a lot of assholes who are parents and I know a lot of people who are not assholes who are not parents. You know, yeah. like <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, like parenthood is just such a, it's such a historically sanctioned, um, sort of historically confirmed way of gaining leverage power. in uh-huh. yeah leverage and power in society, and it's like I I want for me I'd like to discover other avenues of feeling power, mm-hmm. and not have to not have to do not have to you know raise a child in order to possess that power yeah i want to find another interesting and a more interesting avenue i guess have a dog (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah you know yeah yeah, no i can't have a dog because i want to move overseas (laughs) i know anyway um so uh apart from you know it's definitely becoming more judgmental in in the framework of parenting um i also want to talk about that um the regretting of motherhood some women will express that is because that um oh what did i have on my notes um oh the increase of household and childcare. the duties has increased you know the burden of extracurriculum activities that perhaps you know our past generation had never had before now we're buying into the idea that these activities are vital for the development of the kids and it's becoming a bit a lot more stressful for the mother especially that when they have to shovel around and i'm definitely talking about myself Mm -hmm. yeah and also that um a lot of women that has been interviewed for the articles have expressed that um uh what was it uh oh yeah woman is being suffocated by motherhood they've been forced to have endless baby conversation with other mothers so there's that is nothing what? interesting yeah no that is um what? it's just so different to before you had 
you become a mom or you know you had to drop your previous interests and careers totally um, yeah for i'm gonna call baking bread or setting up mummy blocks or making jam um i can't deny that i did some of those as well but i try as hard as possible for myself to maintain a lot of my hobbies and what i like to do Mm. um in saying that i'm very grateful because um you know after having my two kids and i went back and study and it, it it was a lot of efforts but it also made me feel that like i shouldn't be just concentrating on so much on motherhood like i i should be like at the end of the day your kids are going to grow up you know they're going to leave you there's no point just holding on to them and they are individuals as well and i myself as an individual i want to um be a progressive person in the society you know and it's i think it, it's hard for a lot of women because um if they don't have the similar support i have with my own family that they will probably still been stuck in that cycle of yeah house chore yeah totally parent, you know child care you know someone yeah. needs to change your nappy i think she will be, this is also a really yeah. good time to just kind of point out the fact that motherhood and as an experience is so monumentally and vastly different um between the classes yes like someone like cheryl sandberg can have babies and literally not have the role of mother be her primary activity because she has a mm-hmm. million dollars to ship her kids away and have other people look after them whereas like mm-hmm. if if you're on a dollar a day you can't you don't have that luxury you're not you're you don't have the services or resources to yeah. ship your children away and so you really do have to be the primary carer that's right yeah and also like motherhood i think i was gonna say motherhood is a privilege because i because a lot of women can't have babies and they really want to have Mm -hmm. babies and it's so hard to adopt and you know lesbian couples and gay couples and like i don't like saying motherhood or mother like i would rather say parenthood parenthood yeah yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. because mother is like so gendered um -hmm. and also when you mother someone like why can't a father mother someone you know fathers can mother right yeah like we should get rid of that word mothering because it has so many female connotations associated with it don't you think yeah but it also goes, like, what I'm going to talk about now is that um, uh, some of the women that's been interviewed also mentioned that uh, some of the regretting comes from the resentment against their partner, you know, as in the mother, the fathers that didn't have to do a lot mm. to change. Yeah. Like, the man didn't have to, have to do a lot to change in order to become a father, whereas the woman... Like, cause there's a massive transformation after that you become a mother. Like, maybe some pe- some woman doesn't, but like I said, you know, your conversation will shift from as a single person. I think, especially in the Asian culture, that um, I'm talking from my own experience, okay, and all my my from all my uh, social circles that I definitely talk about different things when I'm with a group of mother. And with a group of friends who doesn't have kids. Mm. And I found some of uh, my mother friends, they literally only have mother friends. As in they wouldn't, they they can't talk about anything besides, oh, how to yeah. fix grey, yeah. 
That's or really. Uh, what have your really kids up. been doing? Do what? What have your kids been? Yeah, you know, that's doing the only re- way they lately? relate to someone else is through their children. Yeah, and wow, I mm. just feel like okay. Can we perhaps talk about maybe what film have you watched lately? And that is literally the like the first, <laughs> the first question I like asking people: Have you watched yeah. any films? And I'm always like perpetually disappointed when people are like, "I don't watch films." I'm like, "You're <sighs> a crap human being." <laughs> yeah, some people would tell me, like some parents would tell me that, "Oh, where do I find the time to you know watch a film by myself?" Or, "Oh, I've watched this film," and he or she would tell you it's like a kids film right yeah you know, i mean yeah. i mean they're good kids films but it's I, I can understand that it is hard for a lot of parents to manage a bit of time to watch adult films by themselves which i feel i, I feel really privileged and lucky as well you know mm. sometimes mm. i'll just um like like you said that you know with the patience of being a parent that i literally don't have a patience after a certain time during the day you know, maybe after eight thirty at eight thirty PM, I'll just tell my kids, "You do not bother with me." You know, you don't don't bother me if you want to <laughs> get the water, get get it yourself, or <laughs> ask your older sibling to get it for you. Now I'm just this thinking, is my like, time. Mom, yeah. like our mom, she never imposed that on us, and now I feel really bad that she was mm. always always accessible. I feel really bad. Yeah, about that now, I know. Thinking yeah. back. But I think also some women might feel, oh, they feel guilty because the kid's asking for help and you don't help them. (laughs) But I'm, yeah, I guess I'm selfish. I'm like, just like, no, stop bothering me. You know, this is my time. You're not selfish. Yeah. So um, what else that's on Um, my notes? I want to also mention Sheila Hetty's book, Motherhood, which you have read as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, you didn't like it, hey? Yeah, yeah, you was... didn't like the style of writing. Um, so Sheila Hetty is a Canadian one. author, and she wrote yeah. a book um, that is kind of like autofiction a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful cover. It's called Motherhood. And she yeah. kind of just reminisces about the fact that she did not become Once. a mother. Yeah, and There's a really great anal sex scene kids. in there that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, that, yeah, it's it's something that we didn't, discri- we didn't agree on, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the style of writing because I thought that was very slow moving and mm. was a bit torturing for me. Oh, like, really? Yeah, oh. for me, I, I like to read things that's, that I can visual immediately and move on the story right. fast, you know. And also, I didn't... Perhaps I think I read the book at the time. I don't know when I read the I can't remember when I read, read the book. but I'd say it was like three, three, two, three years ago. Yeah, but I think I was at the mentality that I couldn't handle anyone. uh, To me, it felt like she was whinging about that she wants to have kids or not have a kid. Like, she can't decide, you know. But as for me, like, personally, I'm a very um, quick to decide Yeah, you are. I love that about you. you. I I love that. You're so lucky. I I hate people. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to point who. Me. Okay. No, I, I I really dislike people going to restaurants and spend like 10 minutes going through the menu. Oh, okay. Like several times and can't decide on what to eat. That's not sexy. Like for me, yeah. I can decide the moment that I sit down. Oh, really? Quickly. Wow. Even without yeah. looking at the menu? <laughs> oh, sometimes I looked up the menu even I approach, you know, arrived before I arrived at the restaurant. Yeah, right. So I decide very immediately. Okay. 
Yeah. So that was. So indecision know, frustrates I, you. You don't like indecision. Yeah. Right. I think that's just. I wouldn't say waste of time, but it just irritates me. Oh, of、yeah. course, it irritates myself. But I am inherently indecisive, or like more, more like I just can see my life turning out either way. So、mm-hmm. I'm so scared to always turn the corner because I know that. I guess in any, because I'm privileged, you know, any path、mm. I go down, I will. I think it will be fine, but I just don't know which one. That I、yeah. want, and what I want always、uh-huh. changes.、Yeah. But can I also、yeah. say that、mm-hmm. the idea of parenthood and motherhood, like I've seen、um, lesbian couples, I feel、mm-hmm. mo-、um, parent way better than a lot of heterosexual couples, because、okay. because they don't have the sort of、um, historic weight of all those sort of traditional gendered. Op- gendered oppressions that yeah that、yep. heterosexual people are burdened、yep. with, and so they've、yep. had to, they've been forced to. Come up with their own rules about how to、mm-hmm. best parent, and I find that their their sort of companionship and parenthood is way more conducive、balanced. of yeah, yeah. balance、mm-hmm. and also conducive of a more healthier relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but I think it's also it really depends if like like both adult like fully grown adults and mature enough that they want to have kids. You know, some people. Like on these two articles, they they picked up on something like saying that、um, the mothers are regretting of motherhood is because that eventually that actually their partners didn't really want to have kids,、mm. but because in the sake of I don't know maintaining the relationship or something like that, I think which happens to a lot of conservative slash maybe Asian couples that、uh, one you know the partner will probably be forced. To have kids because you know there's a threatening of being ending the relationship that kind of causes more damage、mm. to individuals. Yeah, that's really、uh, sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Yeah. Any final thoughts about this topic? I I don't know. I think it's just you know you've you really got to. I think most people. Who express the idea of、um, being regretting of parenthood is it's true they love their kids. There's nothing wrong about their kids. You know, it's more about how the society has framed to be more critical about parents, especially mothers, and that it's hard for them to handle a lot of things altogether at once. That's why they feel like they're not fitting into.、Um, The parenthood themselves. I feel like we can. There's so many things we else we can talk about. Like surrogacy was something I really wanted to talk about.、Mm-hmm. You know, the ethics of surrogacy. Um, but I'd say that. I feel like every time we come together. <laughs> I end up saying, the same thing, which is that, um. Any kind of task or role or position in which a woman takes. Um, she finds herself in such vulnerable positions of criticism. Like she's always、yeah. opening up herself、mm-hmm. to criticism. There is no, just like there is no proper way to be a woman, and there are so many different ways that people can attack、um, yeah. how to be a woman.、Mm-hmm. We're attacked because you know we have this label of mother, motherhood,、yeah. and 
like as we have like um you know gay rights and transgender rights are now penetrating the mainstream which is fantastic and i want to see more of that i i would hope that we no longer use the word motherhood and you know the mother that role is no is like i hope in the next 50 years it dissipates and that it no longer becomes a term which we use but instead we use parenthood parenthood yeah, yeah. like i'm a parent mm-hmm. instead of i'm a mother or a father because yeah like language yeah really like, yeah totally yeah that's what that's what that's what really is massive. Just yeah, like you like you said, language really influences the way we operate, um, and the and the and the roles, the way we 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 behave in roles, and um, like fatherhood. You know, I'm sure we can do another pod on. <laughs> oh my god, no! It was just, if yeah, if if we did a fatherhood one, which we'll probably do in Father's Day, um, I would just like every second word would be me swearing. <laughs> I hate the sort of yeah fathers and the credit that they get. Oh my god. Um, yeah. But but yeah, um, I would hope that the the language we use to describe that role is changed and not so predicated on gender, which gender. it currently is. That's right. Yeah. That still exists. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. So my final thoughts is that um, I think. Uh, Think about it why you want to have kids. But even if you have kids now, if you have the idea of, you know, slight idea of regretting or becoming a parent, I don't think it's anyone's fault. You know, it's an overall systematic, um, not so much as oppression, but it's just the framework that has been established, you know, to make the whole parenthood being so um, hard and perhaps... um, judgmental between each other so go easy on each other yeah make sure you review us on apple um, podcasts and uh, we will see you next week eat well and be safe